Hi, and thanks for joining us for Coffee with Crane. Once in a while, we're going to be chatting over a morning beverage and chit-chat about things that are going on in the industry. Today, let's grab a cup of Joe with the VP of Customs and Trade Services, Alexandra Kleinschmidt, and see what's on her mind these days. How are you, Alex? Hi, Joseph. I'm good. How's quarantine treating you? It's, uh, it's captivating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's for everybody. Well, let's talk about what's going on in the industry over a cup of Joe. What do you say? Let's do it. All right. Well, of course, the biggest story on the planet right now is COVID-19, and we've been doing a lot of work uh, during this whole thing. So what's the, the whole story with the uh, importation uh, of COVID-19 related medical devices and masks? Well, uh, it's a long and ever-changing story. So as we all know, there is a dire shortage of PPE and medical devices in the U.S. It's mainly due to an increase in demand. Uh, so the FDA in conjunction with the CDC and the National Institute of Health and Safety, otherwise known as NIOSH, have been working together to set the standard as to how and why and what's being allowed and not into the country via emergency use authorizations. Uh, there's been a lot of confusion with importers and manufacturers, you know, especially at the beginning as the FDA and also the CDC's information contained a lot of discrepancies or holes towards the importation of non-FDA and non-NIOSH approved items. So for example, there were a lot of masks from China, specifically the KN95s that didn't meet a NIOSH standard um, or were FDA approved. So during the last couple of weeks, uh, there've been several announcements and several uh, changes made to the information available. So what we've done you know, as a company is we've digested the information and send it out to via client advisories or use means like LinkedIn to push out that very valuable information, you know, because our clients, a lot of importers are really looking to make sure, you know, that their employees are covered, um, you know, donating to hospitals, so on and so forth. You mentioned uh, emergency use authorization. What is that exactly? So uh, an emergency use authorization or an EUA, which is the acronym, it allows FDA to help strengthen the nation's public health protections and it facilitates the availability and the use of medical devices that are needed during specific public health emergencies. So right now at this moment, we're looking at thermometers, um, isolation gowns, KN95 masks, N95 masks, surgical masks, and different types of PPE, boots, face shields. Um, so, you know, it's, it's the list that every manufacturer wants to be on at this point. Um, currently, there's a couple out there you have one for masks, one for ventilators, and one for diagnostic kits. And really, this isn't anything new. If you go back to SARS and Zika, along with the other flus, you know, the EUAs were always there. We just really haven't had to use these in a while and at such a scale. Yeah, you, you just mentioned something about the masks. I understand that certain masks aren't being allowed in the country. What's up with that? Well, um, correct. Uh, there were some changes in the last week. So this was really, truly specific to KN95 masks from China. Very similar to N95s, but they, are, they conform to, to China's um, conformance and standards, not to the US's. So the issue here was that unless um, non-FDA approved, but NIOSH approved masks were included in an EUA, uh, only certain countries' uh, certificates, like for example, Mexico um, and Canada, certificates of performance were included as a secondary form of validation uh, for, the, for the importation of these specific items. So for example, if a mask 
was under, listed under an EUA, um, they could be brought in, right? But if the mask was from China, now whose certificate, certificate of conformance we are taking, um, they could be used as a secondary form of validation. So China was actually recently added to the list on April 3rd. Okay, so that's good to know. Uh, what happens if it doesn't fall under an EUA from China? Well, <laughs> uh, we go through a different venue, right? So for vetting these masks and respirators, on April 3rd, so last Friday, the FDA and the CDC, they issued a discretionary guidance adding in the Certificate of Performance from China, otherwise known as a GB2626-2006, um, which would technically be the equivalent of NIOSH, and it was a form of approval for importation. The okay. biggest issue here is, is that the FDA and really the importer have absolutely no way of really confirming the authenticity or validity of certificates that are presented. My trade team has come across a lot of counterfeit documents in their validation because we are providing the service. We are helping importers uh, make sure that they are exercising reasonable care and due diligence. For many performance standards, there really aren't many databases for you to go in and query them. Um, so we advise importers to really conduct that due diligence. Um, again, this is where our trade advisory services team comes in. Well, thanks for clearing that up for us. Now, of course, there's all kind of rumor and speculation and conjecture and hearsay. I wanted to ask you something now. Is it true that the U.S. government is appropriating medical devices or uh, redirecting them as they are needed? So that's a loaded question. <laughs> there have been several news stories out there from the L.A. Times, the New York Times, um, you know, regarding this specific question. Uh, so I'm going to answer yes and no. Okay. Uh, March 25th, uh, the Defense Production Act was put into play. In short, this allows the U.S. government mainly through FDA, FEMA, and Homeland Security to detain both imports and exports and decide what to do with them. Um, you know, options that were addressed um, as purchasing, options that were addressed on this specific uh, act where they could purchase them on behalf of the government, um, they could allow the masks to be imported or exported, or they could distribute them as necessary after, after purchasing them. Or ultimately, they can allow for the importation or the exportation to take place. Um, they just really have to go through a process to see, you know, if there's a dire need for them. This is really actually, like I mentioned, to prevent, to prevent hoarding um, of materials as well as to ensure that the country has enough in stock to protect our healthcare professionals and others that are working through the COVID-19 pandemic. All right. Well, last question before uh, your coffee gets cold there. <laughs> What's the uh, trade advisory service team doing to help importers right now? I have to say that we really do have a great team. I am extremely proud of uh, the ladies that have been put together on the team. We've put together a COVID-19 task force within the trade uh, advisory services team, and they have been working with both importers and exporters um, to ensure that their products are compliant and registered with FDA. We've also been working with a lot of manufacturers in China uh, to ensure that they're registered correctly, um, you know, to advise them of what the current uh, duty rates are, if they're classifying their products correctly. Um, they've been working very closely with our custom brokerage services team because, as some of you know, uh, you know, we have the trade advisory services and then we have customs brokerage. So what's happening right now is that we've put together a green light and red light process where the documentation gets fully vetted by our advisory services team prior to entry filing. 
um, and then they go ahead and communicate with the customs brokerage team um, to ensure that they have all the information available to file that entry, obviously with the approval of the importer of record. Um, in addition to that, uh, we've been assisting with the filing of these EUAs, um, classification of items, and ensuring that all other FDA requirements are met. Well, Alex, as always, you're a wealth of information. Thanks so much for joining us over a cup of coffee today. All right. Thank you. And you stay, uh, safe, okay? stay safe. <laughs> you got it. All well, right. I'm going to go freshen up my cup of coffee. We'll catch up again soon on another Coffee with Crane. Goodbye now. Bye-bye.